The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. A string of racist attacks against Muslim women in Edmonton has organizations and politicians speaking out. The most recent, well, it happened um, February 17th. It was the fifth time in three months that Edmonton police have been called in to investigate an attack against a black woman wearing a hijab. The National Council of Canadian Muslims uh, said the woman was waiting at uh, the train station, when a man allegedly approached her, where when a man approached her, flailing her ar- his arms, gestured with his fist, swore at her, and allegedly threatened to physically assault and kill her. On Friday, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, addressed the issue. In Edmonton, there's been a recent series of appalling attacks targeting black, racialized, and Muslim women. To the victims, we stand with you. There is no place for this in Canada. These acts are unacceptable and they have to stop. Police have said that surveillance images of the suspect are being circulated among police in an effort to identify him. Mustafa Farouk is Chief Executive Officer of the National Council of Canadian Muslims. Uh, Mustafa, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having us. All right. Uh, first things first, um, your reaction to uh, the prime minister coming out and uh, his statement. I think you, you called for it. You called on him to, to say something, to do something. Yes. I mean, we, we, were, we were, you know, happy to see. I mean, happy is the wrong word right now. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, I think it was a good thing that the prime minister weighed in um, in terms of talking about and condemning um, what has what took what's been taking place in Edmonton over the last little while, um, but we also did see, and it's important to note that we saw similar condemnations from uh, local conservative MPs in Edmonton, mm-hmm. like Matt Genereau, Tim Opel, and Mike Lake, and we also saw a condemnation from uh, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh. Um, here's the thing though i mean we we hear that we hear this condemnation we we hear you know has no place in our city and we're we're better than this but but things keep happening so isn't it time to do more than just put out a, a a statement denouncing and do more i mean you know aren't we at that point where we need to do more and if and if yes i'm going to guess that you're going to say yes what is the do more part what more needs to be done what can we do what can governments do yeah, so I think a billion percent condemnations are like the bare minimum of what we expect to see. Because I mean, like, I think it's just what every average Albertan would say, anyways. Like, of course, that's that's horrible. What's going on? Mm-hmm. The question is, what are we going to do about it? Uh, yeah. And I think there's a lot of things that can be done about it um, at both the federal, provincial, and municipal level. Um, I think that um, you know, for example the creation of a bipartisan provincial municipal action plan that looks at best practices on street harassment and violence, that looks at the efficacy uh, of hate crime units, that explores questions around uh, adequate infrastructure for transit security. Uh, These are all important things that we can be immediately doing that looks at education and anti-racism and Islamophobia. Uh, These are all critical things that we can be looking at because the questions of harassment and the recent uptick towards uh, and violence towards uh, primarily black Muslim women um, in Edmonton 
is obviously troubling, but you know these attacks that rely on this ideology of white supremacy and violence uh, are not coming out of thin air and have been targeting members of indigenous communities, of black communities, of other communities for, for, for a long time. Yeah, and you know, you take a look at some of these rallies that we've seen in in different parts of uh, Alberta over the past number of months. We see these torches being carried. I mean, you know, w- when you see that, Mustafa, what goes through your mind? Uh, I think I wrote a piece about this in Edmonton Journal, but I think it, it demonstrates a fundamental lack of leadership. Uh, you know, when the sergeant of arms, uh, you know, is per, you know, doesn't seem to have a clear response to having a torch march rally, you know, in a literal homage to Charlottesville, you know, literally a month and a half after the events of the Capitol in Washington, uh, you know, that that's a failure of leadership. Um, and we need to see, you know, clear uh, guidelines and clear ways that Albertans can know that they're being kept safe. These few people that show up, uh, are obviously not representative of Edmonton at all. The vast majority of Edmontonians are great, incredible people. Uh, I mean, you can go to many cemeteries in Edmonton and see the tombstones of those who literally laid down their lives to fight against uh, Nazis uh, in World War II. But I think it's critical that in the struggle of our time, we are clearly demonstrating and, and putting forward palpable things that we can do to stop these attacks. Mustafa, do you think that these acts are happening more frequently or um, are, are they being reported more, whereas before maybe people were afraid to say something or do something? Like, What, what do you think is behind these the, the number um, that we're seeing? Because I, I just, it, it just breaks my heart and I can't wrap my head around it. It breaks my heart too. I mean, look, I don't think we have a clear sense one way or the other about whether there's been an increase or have people just been underreporting for a long time. What I will say is that if we look at independent stats can research, there has certainly been an uptick of anti-Muslim attacks in the last uh, five years. Um, in 2018, a stats can report found a 151% increase in attacks on members of the Muslim community in Canada. Um, in 2019, there was a 42% attacks um, against religious institutions. And of course, mosques in Edmonton have been graffitied. The mosque in Edson was ar- attacked in an arson attack. Uh, but I think ultimately the most important thing that we as Albertans and as Canadians can be doing is not waiting for the statistics. Uh, one person being attacked, and by the way, it's obviously not been one, but there's been five attacks mm-hmm. that we know of in, since December. But one attack on any of us is unacceptable. We need to do more. We need to stand up and put a, put a stop to this. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable in our city. So we say we're going to stand up and we have to do something. Is that something, what we talked about earlier, about this bipartisan action plan, you know, taking a closer look at street harassment? Is it about taking a look at the hate crimes unit and, and, and transit security? Or is that just a, a part, a piece of the puzzle? Oh, I think it's a piece of the puzzle. And that's exactly why, like, a full bipartisan, whole of government's yeah. approach is, I think, what some of the things that they can look at are things like, uh, you know, street yeah. harassment legislation and bylaw changes. 
you know, way, the ways that we're looking at hate crime units. Those are particular things that they could explore. But this is going to require a whole of government's whole of society approach to make sure that people who are in Edmonton are not attacked because of what they look like, because of the color of their skin, because of what they believe uh, or how they're perceived. Um, but this is something that we need to do. It's not a partisan issue. Everybody needs to get on board. Can you give us an update on on uh, the the victims, if if possible, or you know the the most the most recent? And um, I know there was some concerns uh, raised uh, about maybe how the the phone call was handled um, with Edmonton police. Um, I know there's some concerns raised there. The police have said that they've looked into it, saying that their 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 um, the operator's conduct was professional and empathetic. I'm just wondering where that stands and. and and, and just how she's doing. Well, well, I'll say in general, without sort of diving into any specifics, given obviously confidentiality concerns and things like that. What I'll say in general is that, um, you know, some of the victims obviously remain deeply traumatized mm-hmm. uh, by what they went through. Uh, you know, this has had deep impacts on their lives. Uh, and when when we when we talk to the victims, when we're providing support, um, it, it honestly it, it, it's heartbreaking because like this is the city I grew up in, and growing up, you know, and and I you know I honestly I thank God for this, you know I I didn't experience I mean obviously I, I did go through sometimes certain things on you know the train or things like that, but nothing of the virulence that uh, that these women experienced. Um, and ultimately, it just it, it breaks my heart. And I think you know we we both share that. And I think the vast majority of Edmontonians share that. And I would say, in terms of like some clear takeaways and things that everyone in the 630 Chad Nation can do to support uh, support these victims, is number one, uh, you know, call on your MPs, uh, call on your MLAs, call on your city councilors to endorse a full bipartisan provincial municipal action plan. Uh, you know, the second thing you can do is, you know, express solidarity with the victims. Yeah. One of the ways you can do that is there's a GoFundMe that's been set up to help cover some of the costs of rehabilitation for 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 the victims. And thirdly, maybe maybe most importantly, when you go home tonight, or if you're already at home, if you're in lockdown, um, you know, talk to your kids, talk to your colleagues, talk to your family members. Uh, these problems, uh, the challenges of racism, the challenges of this kind of harassment and violence, mm. they live in the dark. We have to drag it into the light. Mm. Yeah, dragging it into the light um, and, and, and and exposing it, Mustafa. I, I think there's a lot of people who are like, oh, no, let's just keep it back there because if we keep it back there, then we'll have to deal with it because if we drag oh, it into the light, right? If we drag it into the light, it's going to be too difficult or I might have to hold a mirror up and I might not like what I see. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of challenges, um, but a lot of benefits, obviously, when you drag something into the light and you, and you, you put a spotlight on it and going, okay, we need to do better. You know, it's just... 100%. Yeah, it's uh, it's t- it's certainly tough, and there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, Mustafa, I, I always appreciate uh, your time um, and and uh, our, our conversations. Thank you for joining me once again. And thank you for having us.